Hi guys, welcome to the Orchard Park Library's very first podcast, In Good Health. Um, this used to be a public program that, uh, you know, we had a great audience of people who were just interested in health, their overall well-being. Um, now, unfortunately, because of COVID and us practicing social distancing, we're not able to meet here in the library. But uh, here we are now trying to create a new platform where we can have a public space to discuss uh, things related to our health. So for our very first episode, we'll be discussing the coronavirus, where New York State stands, and how we can better ourselves through health and just staying healthy. With me will be Sharon Ashcraft, who, for those of you who did come to our program in person last year, we know that we love Sharon. Um, she is a health educator and will be our, you know, semi-permanent guest host. Um, so I sat down with her to discuss all things health and the coronavirus. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Okay, Sharon, you there? Yes. Okay. So what I was telling people is that this has been um, such a passion project for both of us. Um, In Good Health being a program where um, people in the Orchard Park community have come together to um, discuss things dealing with wellness, their health. Um, we've even touched on things like exercise, you know, diet. Um and it's turned into a, a, a such a rewarding program, not just for the two of us, but for, you know, we've had a great turnout of people who have come out over the years um, to discuss things like um, their health and how it's been great to have a community forum where we've been discussing these things together as a group. Yes, um, we've gone from about three, four, five to 40 some. I know, and it's been uh, it, so crazy how it's all come together but here we are in another predicament where it seems that uh we've we've evolved we've we've adapted and uh you know now here we are um in a new new form um hopefully one day we'll be able to get back into the library but for now this is going to be the way that we communicate to our audience but you know you and i are both very very excited about um the prospect of having this as a platform where we could talk to, to people. Yes. Um, but Sharon, I was wondering if you could, um, I've said a little bit of how much, you know, how crazy I am about you and how we've worked <laughs> together and how you've kind of been a, such a guiding light for me personally, when it comes to questions well, of my own you. health. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you wouldn't want to just give a little introduction of, of yourself and um, your background as, um, you know, with as a health expert. Well, I've been interested in health and wellness probably for the last um, 40 plus years. Um, right now, educate the staff on products um, that pertain to nutrition and wellness. And I have worn many hats over the years, all pertaining to wellness, um, owning my own health food store, uh, doing consultations, um, all different various um, avenues that um, help and enlighten people, um, help themselves, basically. Yeah. 
And Sharon just came into the library one day, and she just needed help on the computer. Oh, you need a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> not that much, not that much. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> You're being kind. Yeah. But um, we just got to talking about things that interest both of us, um, all dealing with things around health. And through that, we decided to create um, a program at the library where people could come and we could discuss the things that we were interested in. And like we said, we together we've created this forum for people who have a general interest in health and wellness. And it's been such a passion project for me. And I've so, so much enjoyed working with you, Sharon, that... I've enjoyed working with you, too. This is your project. I'm just on for the ride. Oh, but I'm so honored to, to, to be a part of it with you. Um, so... Today, Sharon, our first episode with the podcast, you know, it's appropriate to be talking about um, the coronavirus, right? Yes. Um, I was just going to list some facts and figures for the audience just about where we stand as a state. Latest news from the Department of Health. For those of you who are listening, you can look at all these facts and figures that we have gathered from coronavirus dot health dot new york dot gov um you can find all the statistics that i'm about to spew there and more information from that website so check that out again that was coronavirus dot health dot new york dot gov that's coronavirus dot health dot ny dot gov um in general, for our state anyway, it's not the same for the whole country, but for New York State, um, COVID-19 tests, you know, there's only a 0.99% of a positive rate right now, which is, you know, barely a percent. Um, five COVID-19 deaths have been recorded um, in New York State as of yesterday. That's the lowest single day of death numbers since March 15th. Um, last week, for instance, we saw 10 deaths. So we're down by, by five within a week. Um, hospitalizations continue to drop. You know, we now have 900 that are hospitalized with coronavirus. Um, and as a state, again, we have confirmed, uh, 616 additional cases. So that brings the state total of cases to 392,539. For just Erie County... That's a lot. Yes, it is a lot. It is a lot, yeah. For just Erie County, our number is 7,228. With wow. Within the week, we've only seen, you know, these 22 new cases which shows that it has drastically gone down right 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 so it seems like things are you know knocking on wood but that things are you know on the up and up for new york state um that being said you know uh it, the governor has also announced that um other states where we have seen spikes in cases um it is under the guidance of the state that if you are traveling from a number of these states, which I'm going to list in a second, that you quarantine for 14 days if you have traveled or plan on traveling to Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, California, 
Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. So that's the that's the case as of today. You know, we're recording this um on a Tuesday on the on the 30th of June. Um but again, check the website, keep um yourself informed with with those states and where they stand with their numbers. Um you know, again, we're we're lucky right now that for our state, for New York state, things are pretty good, but it's not the same um for other states in the country. So you just want to be be mindful of that. But we also want to be mindful that as we go forward, just because the figures have improved, that we want to still be careful and still um, keep our guard up. Yeah, yeah, very true. You just we have. I mean, we're 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 in this together, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we are continuing to practice social distancing, six feet apart, wear a mask if you're going out, wash your hands. You know things that we've we've heard enough by now, but we want to want to continue to to promote those those actions, because even though you know as as more work is done, more studies are done, um, and there are more cases of people who show in asymptomatic, um, you know cases, um, we still want to make sure that um, whether or not we know we have it or not, we're not passing to someone who might have a compromised immune system, right? Yes. So, um, as far as testing goes, um, testing continues to go up for the state. Um, New York state has expanded COVID-19 diagnostic testing, which now includes, um, frontline workers, first responders, healthcare workers, and essential employees that work with the public. So that could be someone like myself and Sharon, I don't know if you've been tested or not, but I'm sure that you'd fall in that, that category as well. Um, individuals who, um, who are symptomatic, you know, have, you know, a cough, a fever, trouble breathing, um, particularly if you are an individual of the age of 70 or over, or again, if you have a compromised immune system, which I want to, um, spend a good deal talking about today, but also individuals who have had close contact, you know, within that six feet proximity to someone who has tested positive. Um, Also individuals who have participated in recent protests across the state. Um, These are people who, you know, you want to, if you've held off on getting tested, you know, now that we're at a place where we are expanding testing, if you fall in that category, um, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to go out and get tested. what will probably happen is you can call the hotline, which I'll give you the number in a second, but they're going to um, send you to an assessment that you can do online where they're going to ask you, you know, do you show the symptoms of a fever, a cough, trouble breathing, you know, what age bracket do you fall under? And, you know, do you have a history of um, certain issues that might, you know, affect your immune system? Um, so again, if that's, if that's something you are, you know, looking to do, looking to get interested in doing, you want to go to, again, coronavirus.health.ny.gov, and the, the COVID hotline is 888-364-3065.
Again, that number is 888-364-3065. And that is the COVID hotline for New York State. Well, they'll be able to walk you through the entire process of what it takes if you do find you would like to get tested. So that's it for testing. Um, Sharon, I, you know, as we learn more about this, we want to share with people that really your health is the best way to, you know, to fight this thing right now. Um, you know, and stress being something that can trigger so many different things in our bodies, um, especially when it comes to something like this, you know, stress can bring on a number of issues, you know, anxiety, headaches, high blood pressure, heart problems, diabetes, skin conditions, asthma, depression, insomnia. A long list. Yeah, a long list, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but diet can play a big role as well. Um, you know, there is the, uh, the stress personality that, you know, could possibly overeat out of nervousness, nervousness right? Or there's yeah, also the... Also loneliness. You you would over be overindulgent to combat your boredom, your depression, or your loneliness. All yeah. reasons that people are turning to food or alcohol in excess. Yeah, yeah. There's also the person who eats too little when they get stressed. You know, yes. and you know, um, stress causes your body to to surge in adrenaline and and some of the the best foods for regulating your stress are from things like fish. Tuna, you know, salmon, incorporating healthy fats that come from olive oil, avocado, pistachios, almonds, walnuts, um, things that carry the B vitamins, so something like organic eggs, oatmeal, um, and something that I hope we can talk about at a later date, but um, vitamin C is a great way to boost your immune system. I, I actually made a little list, a quick list. Please, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the vitamin C... Just getting um, a certain amount of foods incorporated into your diet, these items would give you just a small amount, but 200 milligrams would um, you can get out of um, some red cabbage. You can get, if you eat three kiwis in a day, um, a, a glass of orange juice, uh, some tomatoes, broccoli, spinach, um, sauerkraut, strawberries, potatoes, like all, all of these things incorporating into our diet will give us natural vitamin C on top of it's probably a good idea during the virus um, to take a little extra quite a mm -hmm. bit extra a yeah. couple thousand units extra of vitamin C yeah yeah and those are all I mean those are I mean personally those are all delicious things that I you know I love eating those things anyway so it's not it's not necessarily hard to get that dose of vitamin C in your system but definitely something you want to be mindful of you know that you're getting in your diet some way you know right yeah so and also making a list, just and make, right. sometimes making that list of looking at your diet and ways that you can improve it. Um, it could be even one of the projects that you do. I That was one thing when I've been working with people, I've um, told them lots of different ways to help, I guess, us, uh, work on the boredom and work on the loneliness, sadness, fear, anxiety, all stress. It's the first most important thing is establishing your routine mm -hmm. uh, to 
you know, people that are at home that were used to getting up and having their routine, they need to establish a routine at home. Um, and everyone's still not back yet. I actually talked to someone today um, at Wegmans that is out for the first time since March. And then there was also a mom that was um, out shopping with her children for the first time. So she, you know, she had fear about and anxiety about coming out. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that you can do to combat that, whether it's um, uh, something that you do mentally or um, physically or through vitamins and yeah. food. Yeah. Um, but so overall, I, I don't know, I kind of look at this as a way that we can all check in with how we're doing with our immune system, right? Perfectly. How can we take this and be proactive and say, you know, you know, there isn't something that I can take right now to, to, you know, if, if I have it, if, you know, to cure it necessarily, but, you know, we want to make sure we're healthy so that we can fight, um, things, whether it's COVID or not, just things that are coming at our body and be prepared. Um, what are some, overall outreaching ideas of approaching immune system health? Probably the most important four things would be the hydration to keep your body hydrated all the time. Um, sleep is going to be extremely important. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that people have had problems with because um, they weren't able to sleep or maybe some people slept too long and have um, interrupted their patterns. But if you don't get enough sleep, that's going to throw everything off. You're, it's going to lower your immune system. Um, you're going to uh, not have the proper glucose, so you're going to be craving uh, sugary snacks and potato chips and things like that. So it's, you know, the sleep is super important. And also making sure that your microbiome is intact, because we talked about this in one of our sessions, 70 to 80% of our microbiome is what controls our immune system. That's yeah. a huge amount. So we really, really want to make sure that we're not having too many carbs, that we're not having too many sweets, and that we're not off-balancing our microbiome and that we're sticking to a routine. Um, and exercise is also going to be really important because, again, it's part of a routine, and also it will affect um, – It's there's definitely um, different types of – exercise that will help improve the sleep there are uh, i know there's definitely i think three different types of exercise that will um, enhance your sleep one is the cardio exercise and it, they suggest even a, a small amount of 10 minutes a day can be helpful um, up to 75 minutes of vigorous intensity throughout the week will help with our sleep and also doing um Strength training, so it could be uh, tricep dips, squats, um, calf raises, sit-ups, push-ups, any of those things, and also yoga because it's, uh, you know, relaxing poses and stretches, and then you're also, um, your breathing is calmer, so that would accompany that. So those are all, those are three things, part of exercise that would help with the sleep. So all of those are interchangeable that hydration, the sleep, the microbiome, and the exercise, and keeping our mind um, positive. Mm. Uh, I saw an article where it said you can rewire your brain to be happy by recalling three things a day that you're grateful for every single day for 21 days. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Now, um, 
for those who maybe aren't um, familiar with, you know, the terminology of microbiome, um, you know, this is something that we've both loved to talk about, but that the gut is the gateway to health. It's like a, a second brain. But could you go into a little detail of what exactly we mean by when we say the microbiome? What is the microbiome? So the microbiome is your stomach, your, uh, your gut, at your large intestine, and your small intestine. So it's, it's like the city of all of those combined. And the microbes are the bacteria that are inside of your microbiome. And there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. And we just want to maintain a balance. So looking at our food intake and also if we're on medications or stress, all of those things. And like I said, the hydration, the sleep, and the exercise, those all play a factor in our microbiome's health. Essentially, we're getting back to the idea of that you are what you eat, right? And you really exactly. want to be mindful of what you're putting into your body. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so... And there are a lot of vitamins that can help with that also. Yeah. Did you want to go into, you know, the specifics of that? Well, probably the most important ones, if, if we start first with the microbiome, it's very important to use a probiotic. Mm. Or if you're not using a probiotic, you would want to make sure that you're eating... Um, fermented foods. Um, I use a product called Gut Shots every morning, and I I really think it's very helpful. It prepares the body for um, the food intake for the rest of the day, and it helps the digestive tract. So, you know, a probiotic or or the gut health from any type of fermented food or apple cider vinegar, all good ways to start your day. Um, and also, there are some known vitamins that are helpful for the virus, whether it's a COVID virus or any virus. Vitamin D is very good at fighting bacteria and viruses. Um, zinc is very important to incorporate into the diet. Um, just remembering that with zinc, you don't ever want to go over 100 milligrams. So if you are taking like a zinc lozenge or any zinc um, tablet, you want to make sure you check with your multivitamin count. And also um, if you're on anything that has a small amount of zinc in it. Um, and vitamin C. Those were probably the three big hitters um, for COVID. And vitamin C, you can safely take into the thousands of units a day. Again, being mindful of what type you take. Mm -hmm, it's right. going to be easier on the stomach if you do um, a liquid because it doesn't have, the stomach doesn't have to secrete any enzymes. And it would be absorbed immediately into your system, into your bloodstream. Um, and if you did um, take one, you also want to remember the difference between using a synthetic vitamin and a whole food uh, vitamin. The whole food concentrate is going to be easier for the body to accept. Yeah. Um, diet. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's interchangeable when we talk about things like this, but, you know, what are, th are we, and again, we've talked about things like this before and with our group, but you know, for someone who's new, for someone who's taking this as a first step, um, and getting healthy, what, what, where do we start? Well, you could get them on the um, EWG list because that's, I'm always on that bandwagon. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yes. about it. Um, it's EWG is a environmental work group that um, every year gives us a, a very nice list of the 12 um, things that we want to avoid and using um, unless they're organic because they are the highest pesticide sprayed fruits or vegetables. Um, the number one this year that was on the list are strawberries, which is something 
wonderful to incorporate into our diet for, like we mentioned, vitamin C and also antioxidant properties. Yeah, and they're but, delicious. <laughs> and they are very good, and they're always used in the smoothie. Yeah. But we want to be really careful about making sure that they are organic because if not, we're basically liquefying pesticide into our system. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another thing and we've this, talked about, right? Yeah. Yes. And the second highest one is spinach, which is surprising for a lot of people. But yeah. that's something we, um, you know, again, that's a great um, source of iron and B vitamins. We want to make sure that if we're doing spinach, again, it's it's on that EWG list. Number three, I'll give you the top six. Yeah. Three is kale. Um, four is nectarines. Five is apples. And six are grapes. So those are all things that we'd want to make sure would be organic. Yeah, yeah. But grapes have such a high sugar intake. Is that, it? I mean, I guess it's, you know, sparingly, right? But um, right. I, I do love grapes, though, so I, I'm not going to argue I not don't argue them with... as much anymore myself. Um, yeah. It's hard to find organic ones, and mm. I guess, you know, you look at the list and you think, okay, well, what am I going to get more bang for the buck for? Am I going to have organic strawberries and use that as vitamin C and also in my smoothie? I mean, making that list of how 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 you can better your food intake to make you healthy. Right, right, yeah. So that's the list of things we want to make sure we're putting into our body. Um, you know, trying to be conscious of things that are coming in. What are some things that we should be avoiding right now when it comes to our diet? All things that people aren't going to want to hear. I know, I know. Here um, it comes. <laughs> well, sugar is going to be the biggest one. Right. Um, yeah, we should stress that sugar is, is, is the big one, right? It really is. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest one. Um, and we want to be careful of um, our carb intake because, again, it's going to break down into sugar. And the same thing with alcohol. There's nothing wrong with enjoying you know, alcohol in moderation, but if we're sitting around and we're lonely or we're depressed, we may be consuming more than our body can handle right. or process. Right. Yeah. Sugar, alcohol. Now, where do you stand, um, you know, in the gluten debate? I know we're, we're, we might be, you know, grasping at straws here, but still, it's uh, we can talk about it. I mean, what should we know about people who might be sensitive to it? people who are, you know, just flat out, you know, it's, there's intolerance to it, or people who are just curious about um, whether or not they should or shouldn't be eating gluten? Uh, well, that one is very debatable. Mm -hmm. um, I think, depending on each person's system, obviously, everyone would benefit from cutting some gluten out of their system because it, it is linked with a lot of different sicknesses and diseases, asthma, um, you know, all different types of problems within the system. Um, but it's still, it's still a very debatable issue. I mean, I wouldn't tell someone to go gluten-free because it is also during this time, it's important not to deprive your body of anything. Right, that that's a good point. Upset you emotionally. Yeah. Um, but gluten is a protein that's found in wheat, rye, barley. Um, you know, it, it, it's you're going to have gluten if you have pizza. Mm -hmm. there, it's it's put in a lot of foods even to raise the protein count. Um, so you could look at your diet and try to eliminate some of those. 
but it's in gluten is in so many different things. It's hidden in a lot of sources. I mean, TVP, uh, modified food starch, it's in vegetable gum, um, artificial colors, natural flavorings, malt flavored soy sauce, all of these um, contain gluten. But if you wanted to be naturally gluten-free, you could just, you could stick with your fruits and vegetables, meat, fish, poultry, if you eat meat, um, milk and eggs, and there are um, some gluten-free grains. So those would all be ways you could go. Um, some of the grains that you could use would be um, amaranth, um, chia, that's mm. really popular, flax. Yeah. Um, you could use oat or millet. Quinoa is a really good source. Love also. quinoa, yeah. Right, me too. I mean, and there's a lot. That would open up a whole other thing. And again, I get really excited because I think, okay, if someone's not used to this, this could be something they incorporate in their routine is, you know, creating a new dish and, you know, a new recipe. All things to broaden the horizon and right. also be healthy at the same time. That's right, yeah. Um. So somebody wa- wakes up tomorrow, um, what are some overall, you know, maybe even lifestyle tips that you would give them to start um, looking at their health choices in a different way? You know, and maybe in a, in a philosophical, uh, you know, dare I say even, you know, psychological or spiritual, what are things that maybe that brought you to... Um, wanting to look more into health as a lifestyle choice more than, you know, what you're, just what you're eating, you know? Well, if you're tired, you know, you're run down, you don't feel like you have enough energy, you don't get up and, you know, welcome the day. It's really good to take a look at yourself and assess, assess your situation, you know, assess what would make me more happy. How could I improve my health? How could I improve my attitude? Um, again, making those lists, sometimes making a list is just really a great idea to say, well, I'm happy about all these things and how could I change? You know, maybe they would incorporate meditation into their routine or yoga or just being grateful. I mean, the gratitude alone, just for small things, um, you could start a gratitude basket and you put in uh, one or two items a day. And you do this for a week, and then at the end of the week, you read all the things that you're grateful for. And it, it's, or you could have a journal that you, um, helping other people also boosts your own immune system and oh, helps yeah. you too. Right. So you could keep a journal and pick a person um, for the week, and you could send them an email every day, or um, FaceTime them, or send them positive um, notes. You know, there's so many different ways that doing something for other people or noticing the small um small parts of gratitude that will definitely improve your health whether it's mental or physical yeah yeah that's great i love the the gratitude basket i think that's a really interesting activity for people where um it's not a it doesn't have to be about things that we're we're taking away from ourselves right but maybe what we can what we can put out that can help us you know feel better about ourselves and we can look at things that we know um you know, say we have ice cream every single night and we know that dairy isn't good for us. Right. Then look up um, some, you know, some different uh, recipes for using coconut milk and your organic strawberries and making your own ice cream that way. And just, you know, broadening the horizon sometimes really opens up the door because you get excited over, you know, feeling better and having more energy and, 
you know, feeling, knowing that you made a difference in someone else's life and made them smile. All of those are going to affect the microbiome and increase your immunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sharon, you have, you know, as always, given me a lot to think about. I'm sure we as a group have a lot to think about, a lot of work for us all to do uh, when it comes to our health. But again, we just want to stress that these are ways that we want to make sure that we are keeping tabs on our immune system, our overall health as the best way to, you know, to stay healthy and to live, you know, meaningful lives and not, I mean, we're using this, you know, in the, in the wake of, of COVID-19 of how we're trying to become more healthy um, individuals, but you know, it doesn't have to take something like this for us to wake up one day and realize that we just want to be healthy, you know? Hopefully this will turn around, this negative will turn into something positive by making people more aware of their choices and more aware of their bodies and taking charge of their immune system going forward so that they can reduce, you know, different types of sickness or uh, ailments and also the mental part of it as well. Right, right. And, you know, just in, you know, in closing, we want to make sure that if you do, you know, uh, bringing this back to to the coronavirus, if you do think you have any of these symptoms like a fever, a cough, trouble breathing, you know you do want to to you know seek you know healthy professional help and 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 get tested and certainly be tested. yeah yes. yeah, but you know it doesn't have you know you having a cough or a fever could also be you know us trying to uh, a wake up call for us to just to get healthy, which is what we're going to, we're going to try and do together as, as a group, right? Yes. So, uh, Sharon, we're going to be doing our conversations on a, a weekly basis. Um, we are super excited to, to have Sharon with us. Um, she is just a force of light and positivity <laughs> and she is. Well, I'm happy to be with you yeah. and doing this. It's, very important to me. Yes, it's important to me too, and I'm I'm glad to be doing it with you. So uh, we thank you all for um, listening, and uh, we'll, we're saying goodbye to Sharon now. So Sharon, thank you so much. Thank and, you very much. Yes, and we'll see you guys uh, next time. Thanks so Until much. Until we meet again. Yes. Bye bye. Bye bye.